0: Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information.
1: Hello welcome to Get Involved Referee Podcast with me your host dmac and as always in the hot seat we have ex-grade one official Steve Conroy and Des Roach who are also known as the Jack and Victor of the refereeing world gents how are you? Fine, fine, fine. Call called worse. Yeah, usually by people who knows better. <laughs> <laughs> week's episode will be putting Nick Walsh's derby performance under the microscope and we'll also look at all other games across the Premiership. A couple of talking points before we kick off our normal match analysis for this evening, guys. Firstly, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Steve. Blackfield and Langley goalkeeper Connor Maseko was sent off for urinating In a hedge, retrieving the ball in their FA Cup qualifying first round tie on Sunday. Have you ever encountered anything like this and would you have sent him off as well?
0: Thankfully, I've never seen anything like it. And by the letter of the law, I suppose he has committed a red card offence, foul, abusive and or insulting language and or gestures. Personally, I would have been inclined not to see it. Yes, I think that could be a tactical avoidance. Mm I was saying
2: that somebody went for a pee up at breaking got the the biggest hedge. (laughs) I know you could hide that hedge for days
0: (laughs) and not get seen. Um, But the fact that he was a a goalie, and it's the only position on the pitch that you can't play without. So the fact that he buggers off for a pee, you have to wait for him to. To finish? Well, well oh.
1: I mean, if if again, let's say he's got a medical condition, we don't know his medical history, but if he does, or if he just really did need to go to the toilet, can you stop game to allow a player to go for a well? Happy. I'm 55. prostates catch up with you. If you are taking
0: that, all of a sudden you need to have a pee. You need to pee. Yeah. I, I, again, I'd have been inclined not to see it. I think if he made the request to you and said, Look, I'm not feeling well or been a bit
2: cleverer about it and you just say, There has to be a goalkeeper, would you just suspend play for a couple of moments to allow him to Jose Katongo ran off the pitch at St. Myrne once to go to the mm-hmm. go to the bathroom, I remember? But it's one of those ones you just hope it never happens to you on a pitch you know, oh, during yeah, a game, it would yeah. be and the referee he can't win. Whatever decision he gives, he's gonna look poor. You can't let him go to the bathroom. Or if you do send him off, you get no no moral compass. But yes,
1: move on. Poor guy has a nature call and He gets a red card for it. A friend of the show, John Duffy, asked you guys a couple of weeks ago a question regarding the substitutes. at hearts. Off the back of your answer, we've decided to send you in a referee refreshment course. Just to clarify, because we've had a few questions and a few uh, people asking about it, the actual rules are you're only allowed to make five substitutes and three stoppages during the game, out with half-time and full-time and a sixth sub for extra time plus an option of a concussion sub. These guys in agreement with that, yeah. To be that's,
0: fair, the, what the question was, was, was it uh, Mr. Duffy himself? I think it was Mr. Duffy was himself, yeah. He pulling up hearts for making four, four at one stoppage. Yeah. And that's when we said... Uh, Make as many as you want, in one stoppage up to the number that you're that you're needed. You just now know John's a going to be messaging back.
1: John, please don't message back. Regardless, anything else, send us a message. But just don't to be that fair, one.
0: The, the wording that you've just said, no, I couldn't have rhymed that off to you. No, but obviously, if
2: it's within the laws, then that's what must be followed. So, yeah. if hearts were pushing there, but you certainly can't have any influence in the number of substitutes they make it's when they substitute. No, that's the manager's position.
1: Okay, let's not beat around the bush anymore or the hedges, so to speak. Celtic versus Rangers, six yellow cards, three for Celtic, three for Rangers, no reds, no penalties. Before we jump into this, for the listeners who have never refereed a game at your level, how much pressure and nerves do you feel going into a top flight game like that? That particular game, you will never, and it's it's doing it again.
0: The hair still stand up on the back of your hand. You will never experience anything like that uh, until you're there. It's spectacular, the amount of pressure that you feel it's spectacular how excited you are as well. But you will never it's impossible to explain to you quite what it's like. And even though you're mic'd up for the duration of the game, you hear not a thing. You can't hear it. it's so loud and it's so loud constantly you, you can't hear it. And the fact that you're leading both teams out when you and there's there's a phrase it's it's maybe an old cliche, a wall of noise, absolutely it is. It's, it's spectacular. You just can't put it in words.
1: How did you handle your nerves, days before these games? I was pretty fine before
2: games. I would be more worried if you weren't nervous. You've got to use them positively. My favourite part of a Saturday was that 10 minutes at 23, knowing that's it, you're ready to go. You've done your warm up. Everything's done. You've got the ball. You've got the team lines, and it's just that that walk from the dressing room to the tunnel. The two teams coming together, and then walking out. That was always my. That was that's where I got. That's when I started to get not nervous, but get um, anticipating for it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it in the world. Getting out to whether you're refereeing Celtic Rangers, which is obviously enormous, to any senior football match. Every referee's got to have some form of some form of nerves that they can use. To the, the best possible way so that they know that they're alert for it. But um certainly when you wake him up, he's you walk into oh, that wall no. of noise? Just can't can't explain it to you.
1: We said immediately after the game that Nick Walsh had handled the game very well indeed and must now be heading towards becoming our top referee in Scotland. But our social media was lit up with disagreement for our support for Nick. So here are some of the messages. Mask McGregor said on Twitter, quite a few incidents to discuss. I'm sure gold's elbow, gold's assault on Maeda, a bad penalty appeal and Armstrong walking off the park without a booking. How many of these do you think he got right? Joe Hudler, a bad trip stonewall penalty in any league, gold's in the elbow, jaw and face professional foul, high tackle from behind stays on the park didn't affect the result but the ref bottled it lubo 25 said, how long strong avoided a card as a joke what does he need to do to get a book in understand him missing goldson's sly elbow is hard to see but goldson wiping out my was a straight red no major game changers but inconsistency in what merited the booking today Weak. Celtic Underground also said watching the game back Walsh had a poor game as ref avoid the number of yellow cards for Rangers players Golson could also have seen a red for the elbow on a face to Jota so let's get into it guys Abada picks up the ball outside the penalty box makes his run into the box Ryan Kent comes in the wrong side of Abada and just as Abada's about to kick the ball Kent makes a stretch for it and Abada kicks Kent's leg both sending players to the ground Chris on Twitter said the penalty incident is a free kick anywhere else in the park so why is it not inside the box? Accidental or not Kent has impeded Abadar as he tries to take the short. Des?
2: I just think it was a coming together. Players tangled up. Both are extremely quick on the ground. Abad is moving at pace. I don't think Kent has deliberately tried to, to trip him up. They just became brought... It's a contact sport. It's a contact sport. People are going to come together. For me,
0: I'm quite comfortable that that is not a penalty kick. It's just tangled. I agree totally. It, it wasn't a penalty. And if that happens on the halfway line, I'm not giving a foul. It's amazing, but both players have got to be somewhere. So what they want? They want to, just to let them wander into the, the box unimpeded and just have a, a free kick at it. Utter nonsense. It wasn't a penalty, nowhere near a penalty. You've got to be somewhere. And as you said, Des, it's a contact sport. People are going to be bumping and banging into each other the whole time. There wasn't a great outcry
2: for a penalty either. Nobody was really, it was just accepted. Yeah, falling down. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Get up and get on there. Excellent. So Nick Walsh, first major call, got it absolutely spot on. Bang on. Yeah. Jota goal was offside. A few Rangers fans were claiming that Jota was offside for uh, Celtic's second goal. Clearly wasn't offside, Steve, was it? No, 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 no decision to be made. Nothing. I think Tavernier's playing him on anyway, isn't he? Yeah, yes. I think, think, you know, we did post a picture uh, on Instagram, which a few Rangers fans didn't like, but but I think because we posted a picture, or I'll take responsibility, guys, I posted a picture where you clearly couldn't see the ball being played, but, you know, believe me, the ball was played just at that moment. It's not even a point for discussion.
0: And now that we've said it's not a point for discussion, one discussion piece, we've said it before, even... You know, despite the fact that the Lino called it, you saw the way the grass was cut. Yeah. And that's another demarcation that you could tell that Tavernier was playing him on.
1: Yeah. Okay, guys, during the second half there was an incident involved Jota and Connor Golton. From the TV footage, it does look like Golton has deliberately raised his elbow and made contact with Jota. Nick Walsh immediately stops play so Jota can receive treatment. Has Nick missed this? Should Golson have been red carded? And if so, should Nick be looking for assistance from his other officials? Take the last point first.
0: No, nope. um, that's Nick's part of the field. No one else. Uh, no one else is going to get a view of that. Was it a deliberate elbow to the face? I don't. I don't think so. I think again, it's a. It's a coming together. There, there was contact. I don't think uh, there was any malice. There wasn't any intent. I thought, if anything, he was maybe trying to get out of the way. But we also. And then nobody's mentioned it in the things that you've talked about. At the same time, Jota had a sly punch at Goldson's stomach. So yeah. it's uh,
2: six and two threes. I think it was exactly that. Jota's I think it was Lindstrom who was in who was in the area as well. Jota's came across, he sort of it. I don't think he's punched him, but he certainly came across and made contact in the mm-hmm. front with Goldson. Goldson, I think, at the same time, sort of trying to get away a good old fashioned stramaches, maybe anything like there. But no, I'm I would just be You're not sending somebody off
1: for that. No. No. So another good call by Nick yeah. then? Yes, again, yes. so far it's looking good from our initial view of the game. You're been not bad so far. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, John O'Connor on Instagram messages regarding this instant. He said, I understand that John Longstrong's red card against Hibbs was rescinded, but what are your views on Connor Goldson's challenge in the second half on Maeda? I feel it was a potential red card due to the height of the contact. The fact the ball was nowhere near goals and it was around the halfway line could potentially be denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. We call these sort of fouls taking one for the team, Des, but surely there's a bit of a, a dangerous play around about that if my head is at full speed, he's running forward, there's no intention whatsoever to get the ball, you get literally taking one for the team. So this is probably
2: where we are going to disagree. In my opinion, I, mean, I think Nick's a really, really good game, but for me, Goldson has no interest in playing the ball. The ball's gone. He's purely going there to, to take the man out. For me, I know we've said about severity of red cards and coming down and there's going to be a bit of crossover. I think if he had got a red card there, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't be complaining. And I think, and again, it probably may or shouldn't come into the Lundström incident a couple of weeks prior where the red card was downgraded to a yellow do you think that's maybe coming to Nick's thinking at that moment in time? It's not a denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. That's certainly not. There was two defenders still to, com- to to compete against. It was far enough away from goal that there was still a lot of work to be done. If I'm pushed on it, I think it could have been a red card. Um, and I do have no, I take no pleasure in saying that. I think it could have been a red card because I think Nick had a fantastic game, but just purely for the fact that Goldson wasn't interested in the ball
0: and the distance that he was away from him. He's one intent. 10. He's not going any further. Steve? i agree with a lot of what you said but i still think it's it's a yellow but agreeing and dallas was forever criticizing wasn't uh, criticizing us when we used to use phrases like orange card or whatever yeah. that's an orange card that could be argued either way i am agreeing with nick on that one to be a red card it needs to be serious foul play or violent conduct i don't think it was either he certainly had no intention of letting him let him pass there was no way he was getting away with the ball. So I, you know, should there be, could there be a separate red card and incident for for that? Possibly. Whether you call it a professional foul, cynical foul, taking one for the team, whatever. Maybe that's something that that could be looked at because you know he had one thought in his mind, and that was to make sure that he was coming down. I still don't think it was violent. I still don't think it was uh, serious foul play. And there's nowhere specific in the laws of the game that says if you trip somebody from the knee, between the knee and the thigh, that specifically counts as, as a red card. I think that that was just the most convenient place on Maeda's uh, person that, that Goldson got to. So, no, I, I'm happy to go with a yellow. Can see where the argument is for a red. And morally, should it be a red card? I probably.
1: Des, it been possible for any referee in any sport to keep both sets of players and fans happy, but Nick had a great game on Saturday. And apart from maybe a, a couple of missed things that we're talking about just now... Has he proven to be our best referee in Scotland? For me,
2: without question, without question, he's our number one official currently operating. And I think the fact that he's had the old firm game in the weekend, he's come through it relatively unscathed, actually probably enhanced his reputation. I would say that he's quite clearly our number
1: one official. Agree with that, Steve, yeah. Aye, every word. Excellent. Well, that's it. That was nice and simple with the Celtic Rangers game. No doubt will upset a few people with um, comments, but hey-ho, you've got the professionals' views there, guys. Uh, let's move on to the rest of the SPFL action. St. Johnson 3, St. Mirren 0. I think the biggest talking point from the game is the fact that St. Mirren defenders clearly left their defending skills back in Paisley. Poor defender by St. Mirren gifted St. Johnson their first two goals. A third goal for the Perth team came from a penalty spot. McClellan, who had just come on, fresh pair of legs, advantage, Marcus Fraser struggling to match with his pace, eventually bringing down McClellan. Easy decision for Colin Stevens, Des?
2: Yeah, Well it's not It's not an easy decision. Every decision that you make on a football pitch is difficult because you are having a, an impact on on the game. So it was the correct decision that, that, um, that Colin had. You could see he was always in communication. With a used assistant referee, which is the correct thing to do, Put, play had changed quick, very, very quickly. For Sean Fraser or Marcus Fraser, sorry, yeah, it's a it's a caution. He's made a genuine attempt to play the ball. It's a penalty. It's a yellow card. Yeah, I'm quite happy with that. Should that not be a red card? I don't think it's not always a red. I mean, they've taken away the double jeopardy, haven't they? That's that's removed. So if you make if you if he was going straight through and goal, and Marcus Fraser just wipes him out then it's a red card because he's like we just spoke about earlier but goals and having an opportunity and, and wanting to play the ball prazer's wanted to play the ball it just so happens that he, he couldn't get it he's made a, a genuine attempt mm-hmm. to play it he's brought the boy
0: down penalty kick correctly awarded but a yellow card for a sanction can't remember the exact wording but it's it's along those lines if if you take the guy out and you've got no intention of doing anything other than taking him out that's a straight red but if you just get done while making a a decent attempt to get the ball, then no, you don't get sent off.
1: Livingston versus Hearts. Willie Collin took charge of this game a couple of weeks after being heavily criticised for his performance at Easter Road. Watching back at the highlights and when Livingston score. everyone watching, especially the Hearts player, thought it was offside. But what a phenomenal call by the linesman because it was clearly on, Steve. Oh, spectacular.
0: And I hope he is very proud of himself. That was an absolutely brilliant call. And at least it was one person on the pitch that was uh, match aware at that point, yeah. Fantastic call.
1: Because even when I've seen the highlights straight away, you're going, that's offside. That's 100% offside. And actually, I had to watch back a couple of times to see that it wasn't. And it was just a fantastic call. and imagine that makes Willie Collins' job a hell of a lot easier, Des, having a, a linesman pulling decisions like that. The comment that,
2: that I've made in my notes when I was watching it again,
1: like you, first
2: thought, oh, that could be interesting. But the assistant referee at the far side, the comment I was game alert and mm-hmm. he was focused and that's exactly what you want. If you're, a ref- if you're a referee, you want to know that you can trust the guys that are at the side of the pitch to give you the correct calls. There's nothing worse than getting a couple of dubious ones there. You then having to second guess, thinking, well, I know I need to be here positionally, but I don't trust that guy over there. So I need to be somewhere else no that, that, those kind of call Bill's, Bill's confidence and certainly Willie had a, a very good assistant referee on his, on his game that on Saturday
1: Man's of less Dundee United made the trip to Motherwell it was an absolute thrilling game at for part I'm astonished at finish goalless. Uh, Motherwell had the best chance of the game when Craig Napier pointed the penalty spot but Kevin Van being made it easier for Dundee United goalkeeper but should have been a penalty as the ball comes into the box I think Ryan Edwards jumps in to block the cross but the ball looks like it hits at his arm I thought his arms were close to his body rather than, you know, flinging himself up. I don't think your arms could be right down by your side when it's in the air. But it was a difficult one for Craig Napier. But was it the correct call, Steve? I think on this occasion,
0: I I don't think it it was a penalty. I can see why he gave it and we how, how long have we banged on about the, the wording and all the rest of it in, in handballs. I wish it would just go back to the old days where you decided uh, that you thought it was deliberate or not. And if it was uh, deliberate or not, you're not given a penalty for that. Not any day of the week. In that instance, although you could see that Redwood, Edwards was jumping up, he was turning around. And his arm, hey, you can't jump with your arms down by your side. That's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so his arms have got to be up. I don't think that they were hugely extended. I don't think he was making himself particularly big. No. But I can see exactly why. Craig gave it I don't agree with it but I think he's not just him but any ref is put in a terrible position with the way the wording is just now yeah I think if
2: there is a change in the amendment to handball I think the only thing that can that should not could should be considered as deliberate where are you trying to make contact with that ball to stop it going where it was meant to go now for me I said no I didn't think it was a penalty even though he was jumping his hands were still very close to his body so he's not he's not overtly trying to make himself bigger. He's trying to do everything he can. And I've mentioned it numerous times, the proximity that the ball is played against them from as well. It's only a, a few yards. No, I, unfortunately, I don't think that was a, a penalty. And I'm just quite glad that the goalkeeper saved it, to be honest. Yeah,
1: same. Okay, guys, Ross County versus Aberdeen. A nice wee trip across the dingwall for Jim Goodman's Aberdeen. Two late goals in the game made an exciting finish for any football fan. But there's only one thing I want to talk about, and that was a challenge by Leighton Clarkson on Ross County player Callum Johnson. That was as bad as a challenge as you ever see this. It should have been met with a red card from Kevin Clancy, but it wasn't. Unfortunately, I'm having to agree with you. I think that challenge,
2: it was only two weeks ago that the Ross County players were, were sanctioned at the same pitch. Uh, probably roughly about the same area of the park Pretty as well. Pretty much the same position, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the challenge from Leighton Clarkson, I, I don't know enough about the guy. I it doesn't strike me as being an overly physical player. I don't think he's got that in his locker. But the challenge that he made—it was high. It's coming in in the shin. It's dangerous. It's reckless. He's not in control of it, and it's worse than the Baldwin challenge that was sanctioned with a, 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 a retrospective red card. So unfortunately, yeah, that that was a red, and it wasn't sanctioned at, at that moment
0: in time. You agree with that, Steve? Should have been a straight red. Sadly, yeah. Um, and again, try to look for for mitigation. I think in that. Neck of the woods. We've, we've said it was in you know, almost the exact same position as the Callahan. Callahan one. Again, you would be hoping that you could get help from the assistant from your, your fourth official. So no, no it, was, it was straight red. It was a horrible tackle. I don't know anything about the young man, so I don't no. know if, if he's like that, but it was a horrible tackle. Should have been straight red, but you could see just the, the, the nature of, of play. I think Kevin was probably too far directly behind rather than uh, at an angle. If he has any sort of angle on that, then he calls it as, as a red. So I think he just get, get caught by the, the speed of the whole the whole thing. Just get caught out of position and didn't didn't see it properly.
2: His position was quite narrow. He was mm-hmm. he was in the field of play, looking looking across. Not that you're going to be expecting a foul like that to be coming in, but it was maybe I think he'd just been caught unawares, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um the fourth official's call, dunno, it's a wee bit further up the pitch. I think Kevin would had, had a better view on it. But Sadly, thankfully, the the best thing to come from it is that there was no serious injury. Yep. Yeah, the players come on and come off the pitch.
1: Okay, Hibs versus Kilmarnock. Uh John Beaton was in charge for this match, and he only had eleven minutes into his shift when he had no option but to show Ash Taylor his marching orders for preventing goal-scoring opportunity for Martin Boyle. Correct call, Steve?
0: Yep, uh, I don't think it was John's call. I think it was the the Lionel, but they they called it. They called it right. They called the positioning right. They called the sanction right. So aye, uh, all in all, good good team effort. Is that not a similar style of challenge to Marcus
2: Fraser? No, because I think the way that Boyle has has come across him, Boyle's going to go on and have a straight opportunity to be, to be shooting at goal. I think that Taylor is struggling to keep up with him. We all know Boyle's electric. Mm-hmm. No, I think Taylor, in that instance, Marcus Fraser's made a, a genuine attempt to play the ball. Ash Taylor, I don't think, had an attempt to play nope. the ball and is taking Boyle clean out. The bit I was more surprised was that Ash Taylor actually looked surprised that he got a red card for it. He was shocked. Well, he must have been
0: the only play, only person there because as soon as I seen it, I thought, no. Everybody else was expecting it. Yeah. And just as we said, it's, you know, different in that he had no intention other than doing Boyle. Yeah.
1: Uh, th- there could have been a potential red card when it looked like Ryan Porteous, our friend of the show. Uh, there's not a week goes by, we don't mention poor Ryan. Elbowed Kyle Lafferty, but John Beaton clearly seen the two players involved and decided to keep his cool and hand out a yellow to each of them. I don't know what they were both yellow card for. maybe one for diving and the other for elbowing the diving player. I'm not entirely sure, but there was nothing really in that guy's was there? No, no, nothing.
2: Pantomime villains. Aye. We should probably try and get Ryan in. He's probably mentioned more than you yeah. and I
1: and Lindsay. <laughs> 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 so Ryan, if you if you want to come on board, give us a call. Yeah. No, nothing on it. no. No. Okay, guys, it's come to that time in the show again where we have to pick our referee of the week. Des, who's your referee of the week? Who's stood out performance that just makes you want to go wow? Uh, not many things make me go wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: there can only be one one destination for for me this week.
0: Um, it's got to be Nick Walsh.
1: Do you agree with that, Steve? You're nodding in agreement hundred percent. Yep yeah absolutely he had a fantastic game i don't think social media celtic fans will be too happy with us but do you know what i would probably tend to agree with these guys i thought he'd done fantastic during the game and yes and that atmosphere and the pace of the game i thought he had a, a brilliant game myself so agreed yep. referee of the week nick walsh well done excellent listen guys thank you very much uh, Celtic Rangers kick off their Champions League campaigns this week and as always we want to hear any questions you have regarding refereeing if You want to get involved send us your questions your voice notes we're more than happy to get them from you you can find us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook until next week thanks for listening and thank you Steve and Des, for your insight cheers no problem